Hi everyone, welcome to Soap from the Box, the podcast where I interview stars of the UK's biggest continuing dramas and actually this year, the stars of Australia's biggest continuing dramas and being a Neighbours and Home and Away super fan from years ago, it's all very exciting. This is the second episode of the first week. It might actually be the first episode you'll listen to if you're a Hollyoaks mega fan. If it is, then you've got to listen to Sue Johnston, the other episode that's released this week. But if you're a Hollyoaks fan, you are going to love this. So I will just shut up and let you listen. Okay, so my guest today on the podcast is in his second year of playing Sid Sumner in Hollyoaks. He was promoted from a guest part to a regular, which is a pretty amazing occurrence. So please welcome Billy Price. Hello, mate. Hello, hello, hello. How are we? I'm good, thanks. And obviously, we were just speaking before this, and I was saying it's a bit unusual because normally I know the people really well, and obviously we've only just kind of met. But I mean, we'll have a laugh. Yeah, one hundred percent. Always got to have a laugh, eh? Always got to have a laugh. And <laughs> Billy Price. I mean, you're not related to Katie, are you? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, um, somewhere down the line, maybe, but I'm not that I know of. <laughs> yeah, because you're kind of in the same area. I know. I mean, God, you need to go on. Um, yeah, what's it? The, the family, family tree episode. Yeah, ancestry. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we, we're going to spend half the time talking about Hollyoaks and then half the time about you and what you've done beforehand and stuff. So normally I start the podcast with a memorable moment, which obviously we haven't got so far between us. But I'll talk about Hollyoaks. And my memorable moment myself of working on Hollyoaks is the fact that it's probably the craziest soap I've worked on because <laughs> it can be like four or five units. And it's quite a small set, isn't it? Especially the outside set. Yeah, it is. And we I think we're the only soap that's single camera. So it's like a yes. lot of a, a longer process. And, uh, and you for know. people listening, that basically means, because all the other soaps have basically three cameras. So you'll film a scene with three cameras because it speeds things up. On Hollyoaks, it's filmed like a normal drama, actually. Mm. And you have one camera, which means, you know, you'll film your bit and the other bit, which takes a lot of time. It looks brilliant, though, obviously. But yeah, 100%. Filming in, the small set because I think the audience who love Hollyoaks as well probably don't realize how small that outside bit is because I was oh, I'm always no. shocked when I go to a set but I mean it's really small isn't it it is we have a lot of shoot off it's like oh no can't use that you can shot off <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, because you've got like the arch that goes into the um you know and that goes basically out yeah. into the car park actually <laughs> yeah you park your car and walk into the village so what was it like when you first, I mean, joining a show so Hollyoaks just a bit of history it's won 39 soap awards um, oh, its longest running cast member is Nick Pickard, who's been in it since day one, which was 1995. What a legend. What a legend, yeah. what a legend that man is, honestly. But was it nerve-wracking joining? I mean, had you watched Hollyoaks before you joined? Well, t- to be honest, I hadn't really watched Hollyoaks. My, uh, my, when I was younger, I, I do have a brief memory of it when I was younger. I, uh, my sister used to watch it quite a lot, my, uh, my older sister. So uh, I have brief memories of walking in the living room and seeing it on, but I, I never watched it when I was... Uh, when I was younger, before before going on it, no. Well, that probably made it easier, didn't it? Because it's probably less nerves. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it was nicer because, you know, I didn't go in with that, you know, being nervous of, oh, that's that person and that's this yeah. person. And it's it's kind of, I was just, I just went in and I just, you know, just did what was required, which was quite nice. And how many episodes were you supposed to be there for then at the beginning? <laughs> I think it was uh, four or five. Oh, wow. So that's amazing that you got. And what was it like getting the news then that you were being kind of, I say promoted, but it is kind of promoted really to being a regular. To be honest, it was absolutely crazy. So it was a funny story. So I did, I did five episodes um, and then they said, oh, we just need you to do one or two more, you know, just to, uh, just to see them out. So I went back and I did one or two more. So it ended up as about seven. And then when I went off, I, um, 
I actually auditioned for EastEnders. So I auditioned for oh, Bobby. Yeah, for Bobby Bill. So oh, I've been, right, I have okay. been for so many EastEnders auditions. They're so lovely over there. You know, the cast and directors over there. Who so else lovely. have you been for in EastEnders? I mean, you've got the proper East End. I mean, you've yeah. got it. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, 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 Bobby Bill, uh, Hunter. Oh, um, right, yeah. Yeah, so I and I actually got quite you know quite far down into them uh, into them auditions, but I got quite far into the Bobby Bill. I think there was I think there was three of us left, and wow. unfortunately I I didn't actually actually get the part. You know, as you do as an actor, you know, there's so much um, you know uh, you know you don't get the part all the time, obviously. And uh, a couple of days after I didn't get the part, I got a call from um, my agent saying, "Oh, they're going to promote your uh, your um, character to a regular," and I was like, "What?" I was over the moon. I was like, wow. Exactly. Everything happens for a reason. I bet they'd heard that you were down for EastEnders as well, because that's how they would have been like, oh my God, we need to keep him. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I mean, th- 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 I suppose the soaps all, all, all talk, don't they? But um, yeah, it was a real honour, man. It was because Sid's such a ni- nice character. And I really wanted to kind of redeem him. I think there was a lot, a lot more to explore. Yeah, I mean, so the character, I mean, he's the son. I mean, just his little background is enough to go, my God, this is an interesting part. His son <laughs> of the right extremist, Stuart, cousin of the drug dealer, Jordan Price. I know. And now adopted son of Layla. So, I mean, loads to go on just going in. I mean, a dark, kind of really dark stories you went into, didn't you? And yeah, continue to do. Really, really dark. But I quite, I do, I do really like being that, you know, that, almost troubled child because there are kids out there these days you know that just keep getting knocked down and knocked down and knocked down and you know someone's got to, got to kind of represent them as a as like a as a, as a character and I feel it's really nice you know you, you can relate to a lot of a lot of kids lives that have, you know they've been through trouble and not everyone's as gifted as you know the next person so it's been a really nice character to explore. Yeah, you're right. And I think I think the good thing, obviously, about Hollyoaks is very different than the other three because the other three have an older audience, really. I mean, yeah. even people watch and it, Hollyoaks has got that chance. I mean, the other soaps, I suppose, do big, meaningful stories with some of the older characters, but Hollyoaks obviously do it with the younger people. And there's a massive generation of people where we know drugs and all these yeah. things are problems. So, I mean, you must feel the pressure I mean, you, I mean, the, the stories we'll talk about more in depth, but you've obviously accidentally killed someone. <laughs> you've <laughs> rough, you've been, done stuff from drugs addiction. I mean, all really hardcore stuff. I mean, did you, obviously these storylines are so important. Do you, do you do quite a lot of research for the stories that you do? Yeah, I do do quite a lot of research, to be honest, because, you know, they're touchy. They're real touchy subjects. You know, they're, they're subjects that you just cannot, you know, get wrong in, even in the slightest, you know, it needs to be, you know, as accurate accurate as you can, because at the end of the day, if, if if you step out of line, you're not you're disrespecting, you know, these different communities or these different, you know, situations, and you know, it, it's it's a touchy one. You've, you've really got to hit the nail on the head, otherwise, you're gonna start to get in some people's bad books <laughs> real yeah. quick. And it's nice, I think, because a lot of Hollyoaks characters, which also works, are quite heightened and quite, I yeah. suppose, glamorous and do you know what I mean a lot of it is tongue-in-cheek humor which works brilliantly exactly. and uh you're kind of the other end of the scale that you're I know. doing I, the really I, I serious really do like, I really do like that and like you say I, I'm lucky on Hollyoaks you know the other soaps it's it's a lot a lot about the older cast members but Hollyoaks you know give their younger cast members a, a chance to you know show show what they can do and, and and really really fortunate to be a part of that. And then when you join, because I remember when I when I joined and I remember seeing the cast handbook and it's probably been updated since I was there. 
Um, but there was a line in the hammer that I thought was really telling that saying basically overnight your life's going to change. And I think in something like Hollyoaks, it does, doesn't it? I mean, did you notice that suddenly? I mean, yeah, I, I, I did. I, I remember even when I was just in for the five episodes, I uh, filmed them all. And, you know, I think two months went by because obviously, you know, we, we shoot about two, two yeah, and a half months in advance. Yeah. And uh, I remember sitting, I didn't even watch it with my parents. I watched it with my friends, um, just chilling. We were just, I think, I don't even know where we were. We were just chilling. We watched it on the phone. And it was me and two of my really closest friends back home. Was it on your phone? You watched the first episode on your phone? Yeah, just for, <laughs> I, I don't even know. I, I can't even, I think I was at one of my friend's house. The smallest screen, just in case yeah, you were <laughs> exactly. So I was watching it on my phone with my two, two, one of my two closest friends beside me. And as soon as the uh, the episode started, I just got ping, 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 ping with, with uh, Instagram and stuff. And I looked at my two mates and thought, wow I've never experienced this in my life so it was a really it was really nice but you know that soon fades out you know that that kind of that different crazy overnight change of life yeah you must be just kind of used to it yeah yeah I suppose so yeah because you're of the generation like that obviously social media when I even when I worked on so you know we're talking the social media was there but it wasn't as big as it is now I mean yeah you find that pressure do you look at social media all the time do you know because obviously there's a load of trolls out there there's also nice comments but is it is it hard to ignore stuff what people say do you kind of close off to it yeah I feel I feel like at the end of the day you're doing this show for an audience you know you it's nice to see what people say because it helps you you know the next the next time you're going to film a scene like that you know you, you do need that feedback whether it's positive whether it's negative it, I always take it on board whatever whatever it is really but at the start when I first joined I thought you know what I just social media I can't wait da, 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 da. but now yeah. I've got to this point where it's it, it's showing me what I actually really love which is just to, I, I just want to be an actor at the end of the day I don't care yeah. about you know all of this fame and you know being really famous and having loads and loads of followers and this and that I just just I just wake up in the morning and to be able to just do a job that you know enjoy it to be honest it's to the point where I doesn't even feel like a job you know just go in and do what you enjoy and then come home you know that's good enough for me yeah totally I mean I feel like that directing I used to be like oh my god is everyone getting paid for this (laughs) yeah exactly it's kind of you have to pinch yourself thinking yeah I'm doing making telly and having a laugh and um, but I mean, like, so with social media and stuff, that's the thing you said that is brilliant saying it's not because I think young people growing up and young people listening to this, they think, I think they think fame is much more amazing than it is. Do you know oh, what I mean? Honestly, it, it's blown up to be this massive thing and this, you know, you need it and you're only going to be successful in life if you're famous and da, 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 da. But it's, it's, it's really, really not. And I soon came to, you know, at the start, obviously I, I, I was an, 18 19 year old boy that you know social media just takes a hold of the, the, that this young generation nowadays and and I thought I'd go into it and I'd be like oh this is the best thing that's ever happened but soon did I you know click back to where I was before and realize that you know before all of this all I was doing was just enjoying my acting there was none of this fame and, and it soon went back to it and I realized that you know that's that's absolutely nothing can, can Compared to the you know the real world and, and everything yeah no that's really because I think as well with actors and people in your position is that because obviously I always say on social media you don't 
I wouldn't like have a really bad day and decide to post a picture looking rubbish going, oh, I'm, do you know I mean, you only put stuff where you look exactly. good. And, stuff. and so the, the audience out there is getting a weird perception, I think, of life as exactly you, you, you know you see you see all them stories where people you know hire you know like fake private jets just to get the picture inside of them, <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it's just a bit like you know that's people have just got completely the wrong end of stick of what life's about and it is it is sad to be honest because that's like the generation we're growing up in and if that's yeah, how no. it's going you know it's, yeah it's, it is quite wrong totally. it? and it's good to have people like you saying that it's not that fame obviously there's good sides of it as well yeah, there's, there's great I sides like with anything you've got to be in it for the work and not for the fame because the fame 100%. thing is a weird a weird monster isn't it so i always do a bit of a quiz which will help us go through the storylines and i'm hoping you'll remember the answers because they're not like <laughs> i hope so no i, I know you're so. gonna be like really rubbish <laughs> Um, so what false allegation did Sid make against Imran to Sally St. Clair? The, oh, oh, no, this is so long ago. Didn't I say that he he was planning something? Yeah, because my dad yeah. came in and we had a thingy. Planning terrorist right. You haven't quite got the answer yet. He I was planning something at school. He was going to do what to the school? He was going to blow it up, wasn't he? Yes, yes. Yeah, see, the reason I was so stuttering about that, because I remember reading it in the scripts thinking, oh, my days, there is <laughs> no way I'm going to get away with this on a 6.30 show. I just thought it was, you know, because like you know, as, as, as a director that's directed it before, there's so much you can't get away with on that show. So much. I mean, you can't even see the knife. You have to see just the handle. Yeah, and for me yeah. to say something like that, I was like, Phew. I don't know how we're getting well, yeah, away. Very, very, uh, you know, cl- but you know, with everything going on as well, with yeah. um, ra- but again, a really important subject. Uh, it's got to be told. And I think Hollyoaks is good because that's what I mean. Hollyoaks is the only soap that does a lot of it is way out there in a way. You know what I mean? Mm. So you have to find the truth in it in some way. But exactly. um, that, like you said, that must be quite scary going in with that kind of. Yeah. And what yeah. was the reaction like to that? Like, was because the character, what, what was the initial reaction to Sid? Because obviously, oh, he people was, hated you know, me. People <laughs> hated me. Absolutely hated me. And did you used to get comments from people like in the street? I mean, because I, I remember speaking to Neil, who was in EastEnders, and he was always like, um, you know, the guy who played Bradley, you know, people would come and cuddle him, whereas people were always like, <laughs> two, two meters away from him because they were like, well, I don't like you. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't really get anything in the street. I mean, I tend to when I'm out and about just you know not had work the day I put I wear kind of have my hair a bit different I just prefer out of my face so people don't really tend to like recognize me when my hair's a bit different you know they just kind of walk past me but when my hair's down and you know looking like Sid oh yeah it's it's a whole different story and that's good that you don't do you make a I mean is it because Sid is so removed obviously from you I mean that must be quite nice as well that you have got this character to go into work because a lot of people in the end in soap end up kind of not playing yeah, the character, do you mean? If you've yeah. got a real character part, then it can exactly. be easy to blend in. So it must be nice having someone with such... 100%. You know. And, and uh, makeup artist, uh, head of old head of makeup called Faye, and, and she made the decision to put my hair, you know, down and in my face. And honestly, you know, it sounds stupid, but it was one of the best decisions that I could ever have made because it gave me that separation, like you said. Yeah. That, that Sid right now that's me you know like it, it it allowed me to play it you know a character rather than myself 
And then saying about hair and makeup, and actually what I was, what I found really funny with the actors on Hollyoaks, which again, people probably won't know, is like, I'd been used to EastEnders and stuff where they've all got dressing rooms. And like EastEnders, they even get like a name badge made in gold for the dressing room <laughs> door, like, like the Queen Vic sign. Whereas at Hollyoaks, you're basically all together, aren't you? It's like all yeah. boys. Yeah, well, nowadays it's a bit difficult with COVID. We each have our own dressing oh, of room. Of course, but, yeah. Um, oh, right. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, so we each have our own dressing room. And, you know, our names are just on a bit of... Bit of it's not on post it. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But, you know, at the end of the day, it just kind of means that we're all on the same level and yeah no I mean I found at Hollyoaks what was good is a lot of the time at other soaps like EastEnders actually there's a real distance between the cast because yeah they only work with their family group really and then there's no real social space so I suppose it's quite nice when you're all shoved together do I mean it's like proper it's really nice it creates like that family environment and you know there's nothing better as as you probably understand as a director you know you get the best out of people when the chemistry is top tier Totally. Oh, yeah. And were they, did they give you some places they give you like mentors? Did you have anyone like a, another actor as a mentor when you joined or anything like that? I, I, no, I, I didn't actually. I think they do do that, but I don't know oh, why. I think you supposed to be there for a yeah, I kind yeah. of wiggled my way through. I don't, yeah. 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 So, no, I, I didn't get a mentor. I just kind of, you know, just, just went, went with the wind. And then who are your favourite? I mean, because you've worked with loads of people there as well. You've been in, you know, Gary Lucy, obviously, and people like that. Oh, what a man. Yeah. Is it amazing to, because he was obviously involved in one of the, I remember his storyline, the male rape storyline, which was huge. Do you know what I mean? Is it, it, do you find it nice having those older, I mean, we talk about older people and Gary Lucy's not old, but like on Hollyoaks, he is old. Yeah. yeah, What's it like working with those people that have been in the show, like Nick as well, we said for ages, is it kind of, does it create a difference on set when you're with someone like who's one of the big old stars? Yeah. I think, you know, they've, they've been there that long because they're so respected, you know, within the company and just within, you know, that, that Hollyoaks fandom, et cetera. So to have someone, you know, there to ask questions and to, to, you know, to turn to if you need help or just to be supportive and just tell you like, you know, do this, do that is the best thing. I mean, Gary, Lucy, Nick, uh, I could go on all day, but they're just some of the nicest, nicest uh, men that you'd ever meet. And honestly, it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. They're almost like they're the mentors. I mean, Ashley Taylor Dawson, for example. Yeah, Ashley's on this series as well, actually. Yeah. He's a big person that a lot of the young, the young lads look up to. Like he's just, he just, yeah, he is just, great and he's been there and done it as well he was there when he was like your age as well do you know what I mean so he's I'm really good friends with James Sutton as well who oh I love that. James love yeah. James um, so all right next question you're not getting off that easy so what what revenge did Scott uh Dinkwell take after being attacked by Sid and his mates it's actually oh, a pretty I, lame revenge I thought yeah I just snatched his wig off didn't I yeah but what did he, what did he do to you in retaliation oh he put his, but, God, what did he do that for put the put the tires down on my bike yeah I'll just go to Halfords and get them fixed. <laughs> yeah, it's like the most <laughs> rubbish, most yeah. rubbish back ever, isn't it? That. <laughs> and then who did this is easy. Who did Sid? I love. I mean, just the question is makes me laugh. Who did Sid accidentally push off a cliff? Oh, my old man, my father. <laughs> yeah, Stuart Sumner. <laughs> rest in peace, Chris Simmons. I have to say, he is a talent. He is so good, and Ray Quinn. Wow, to be to go yeah, into Ray a storyline with them two, Ray, I thought he was incredible on it. Actually, yeah, to come into a storyline with them two was whew, it was just you know it just set me up for 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 the rest of my time in Hollyoaks. It was a really 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 lucky to be fair. 
and doing that on the cliff as well because Hollyoaks doesn't go on location that much actually apart from where it is so that must have been quite exciting going out being on location on Hollyoaks especially oh, a big stunt like that I, that is up there in my top three days of work where did you I go? Where love, was it filmed it was near Wales I think or in near Wales I can't actually remember oh, right. okay so good be yeah quite a way yeah but we had this director he's called Aid Bean and I don't know if you oh know yeah him. I know Aid yeah oh what a man honestly he was just so supportive because it was kind of one of my I was just getting introduced and he just you know it it just made it and it just made it all the all the more fun when I get really get on with a director I just it feel like I brings out the best of me yeah, I mean, we've not talked about this on the podcast, actually. It does, doesn't it? It's, like, so nice. I mean, my, you know, my friends used to always go, oh, my God, like, you've got hundreds of mates, all the cast. Yeah. Not all of them are your mates, but the key of being a director is that you get that relationship really quickly. Exactly. With someone because you need that trust in each other. You, know, like you when need I- that trust, exactly. You need to be able to trust to make decisions and, and to make choices within the scene because at the end of the day, if, you know, if me and you were doing a, a scene and, you know, we got on really well, I could do whatever I'm feeling within the moment um, instinct wise. And if you just said, no, that's rubbish. I'd be cool. I could just do it. Do yeah. It again. yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's what it is, isn't it? It's having the trust yeah. to do that. And it's quite different. I, I suppose I used to always like introducing characters because say in my job, it's different. Say when I was on EastEnders and working with people like Steve McFadden, who plays Phil Mitchell, it's the trust is a really big thing for me to gain because he's used to how many directors have gone through standards. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You know, when you've got a newer actor that you're their one kind of big lifeline at the beginning. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah. And you've got a chance to help shape their character as well, I think, which is, um, which exactly. is really exciting as a director. 100%. Um, and again, I mean, when doing those stunts and stuff, is it exciting when it must be so exciting, obviously, when you know you your story is the big story of the week or, you know, the month or whatever? Yeah, it is so exciting, man. It's uh, it's just you kind of wait for them episodes to come out because you just think, I mean, especially the cliff stuff, the leg stuff and a few other things. I've just put my apps. I mean, you're always, always turn up to work, know my lines and give it my all. but. You know, when there's something about, you know, a big stunt or, you know, it's that big, big, crazy reveal, et cetera, et cetera. You, you just, you just think, right, the, I cannot mess this up. It yeah, has yeah, to yeah. The best I can do it. And there's an excitement on set, isn't there? Because I did like yeah. the Queen Vic burning down. I had the whole East oh, Really? Down. Yeah, when Barbara Oh, that's it. awesome. That was like my first week on EastEnders with all the cast. It was like, oh my God, a whole night shoot. But um, no way. The, the I'll never forget. I mean, every night on that night shoot, even though you're filming all night, like just it's a massive buzz because you know in a couple of months it's going to go on telly and like millions of people are going to watch. So the socials yeah, you, are going to go mad. Yeah. And it, it is crazy. It really and is. Work, crazy. And you know, yeah, you've got to, uh, I mean, stunts are so, I, I dread stunts as a director, I suppose, because um i think nowadays people are used to films and stuff and people like you know they, mm. there's a level of expectation from something so you can't make it on the budget you know you can't make it look like mission impossible but exactly you know it's really tough to make it uh you know so the pressure's really on i think then for me as a director anyway but um yeah and the actors it's almost because we're in a stunt you're almost pieces in a big puzzle do you know what i mean 100 percent. but then again you know it's you always trust the, the process and trust the, the production company because, you know, they, they always do give you a, a director that, you know, you can really trust on them big stunts as, as you know, they probably did with you. They, you know, they tr- put their trust in you to, 
to execute it and you know you have yeah. to trust yeah, you just hope, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just, fingers crossed <laughs> I remember the boss games were the big boss. Who you all know, Brian Kirkwood was the boss of EastEnders then. So, um, oh, yeah, really? I mean, was that at that time, yeah, he was the boss then. Yeah, so he Love came out on the first night, and I was like, oh my god, because he kind of it's like being at school. You don't you don't want to uh, turn around and ask him if it was all right because you're kind of <laughs> yeah. like, oh my exactly. god. So, um, last question in the quiz. So, who persuaded Sid to concentrate on music and not drugs? We've actually just spoken about him. It was uh, who, uh, Jordan, wasn't it? No. Who constant? I thought it was Leela. No, well, I've got Luke Morgan. See, this is... <laughs> it's crazy because, as you know, you just film... Oh, yeah, you do get it, the yeah. Next one, straight on to the I next know, one. I mean, I've kind of covered that question because I was going to say, Gary Lee, like, who... Who are your like? Who are your who are your top three characters? Would you say in Hollyoaks? Who do you kind of oh. enjoy? And not not necessarily not because of the actors, just the characters. Do you know what I mean? Are there certain characters that you love? As I think, as Sid, you know, he's got a I few mean, people. Sid that's is quite yeah, Sid, I think, is his chest. chest. So I'd say uh, Neve Blackshaw plays Juliet Nightingale. I think you know us to when we work together. I don't know what it is. We it's that chemistry thing that like we said. Yeah. Earlier. We just have such a good chemistry that, you know, we can just, we just know, you know, we bounce off each other so well. So definitely, you know, Juliet was uh, a really nice character to work with. Um, oh, see, it is difficult when it gets to this. I know. Thing. No, it is. Because I, mean, I, I just want to say, I want to say Perry, Steve, Leela, you know, Luke Morgan. I want to say everyone, but you know I can't do that. I mean, I've Sorry. always loved. Uh, I have always loved Darren and Nancy. I think they are two like yeah. they're another thing with the chemistry that's amazing. Whenever I work with them, I was like, oh my god, you knew you were going to get something amazing. And I think Jay, Jennifer Metcalf as well actually is the same. Yeah, I haven't really worked. I don't think I've ever done a scene with Jennifer Metcalf. Oh, have you? And that's so weird, isn't it? When you're in a show and you don't get uh, scenes with people, it's quite yeah. funny. And when did you first go in there? Because I know what I love what Hollyoaks do is what Neighbours used to do is you kind of get added to the titles. Do you remember when you first got added to the titles? Oh, yeah. It was, um, I, I don't even know what my first titles was. I don't think I was in the titles to begin with. No, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. I wonder when you, because they do proper big shoots for them, don't they? So they'll do like a whole separate shoot for the titles. Yeah, it's all loud music and all loud music and, and, oh. colourful and glamorous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. It's uh, yeah, very glamorous. But um, so let, just on Hollyoaks still, I'm going to ask you, you've obviously done um, the big drug story as well, which yeah. I last watched when you were in it. And I thought it was amazing when you overdosed and stuff. And obviously the character had life-changing stuff from that. I mean, that was a, you worked with the, the Hollywood's work with the Children's Society on that. I mean, that was yeah. uh, a, a huge story and that must have been really pressured to kind of get that right. Do you know what I mean? Because that's, obviously drugs we know are a massive thing in c- culture and society and, you know, you're not going to stop people taking them, but you've got the chance. 100%. To them, I suppose, yeah. 100%. It was, it, that was another thing that, you know, I got the script through probably and I, a few months before and I was just learn it, learn it, learn it, learn it, learn it, learn it. And it, <laughs> I got onto the set, onto set on the day and I just kind of had this idea. I kind of just <laughs> sat in my living room and just kind of, you know, went through it and of kind of what I wanted to do. And the director turned around to me and said, Oh, Oh, by the way, no, this is all split up. So this isn't one continuous scene. So I just thought, oh no, oh, <laughs> I've no. kind of got this whole thing in place. You planned it all, and now it's it's yeah, it's crazy. 
But it was nice because it was that scene. I worked with this director called uh, Isha Sahota and he was just, you know, the way he shot things was just unbelievable. So we just kind of just, he let me be free. I don't know if you saw it where I fell over the bollard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I just, I didn't even, I didn't tell no one was doing it, but in the crew block through, I just dropped my phone and thought, I'm just going to fall over this. And then they loved it. So I just kept it in. So it was just little things that just, he just allowed me to just do whatever I want and just be free with it. Yeah. And I think we drug, I did a drug storyline in Emmerdale with Adam Thomas and uh, another guy I can't remember. And again, it kind of allows you to be, it was input, like we, we did ketamine as well, actually. And yeah. it, so both characters kind of in different sides of it, one totally enjoying it and one going down a really kind of bad trip. And it is like visually you can be really uh, experimental, but I think the power of that episode was incredible. The letters we got that people, because we weren't preaching, I suppose. I mean, it's not about yeah. preaching, it's just showing the reality of stuff, isn't it? Exactly. Showing how raw it is, and especially for a young lad, you know, he's just been knocked down continuously, continuously, continuously. And the last resort is to resort to, to drugs is, you know, it just made it all that more heartbreaking. And so on a lighter note, because I mean, it's hard to be light with your characters, to be honest, because it's all quite, it's not that you can go, do you remember when you yeah. threw that cake in someone's face? Like, yeah, it's all do right. you remember when you made that joke? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> oh so cheer everyone up. So what would you, have you, uh, what are you like with mistakes on set? Are you a bit of a, is there, have you, can you remember the best kind of outtake that you've done? Oh gosh. I have this thing, right, and it's just stupid. But I, for some reason, my stomach loves to start rumbling when there's <laughs> an action. So all the time I'm in mid-scene and I just hear... <laughs> and I have to turn around and go, I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> I, I try and stop it, but I really can't. So, you know, little things like that, I, I can't really remember, like, the biggest. And what about, have you made the mistake yet of, because uh, obviously when I started drama, I learned that, you know, like, don't, your actors never eat because if you eat, especially in single camera, you've got to eat, like, loads so uh have you had scenes where you get, i always remember watching remember watching home to end something they never they order a milkshake and never drink it and obviously the reason is because you have to do stuff so many times it'd end up yeah you know, so have you, have you got have you learned those tricks now to like push food around your plate and stuff oh, to be honest I, lee i don't know what it is I, I just i i just love it i don't know what it is i just think you know if if it says i'm eating you know, oh, you eat. I'm eat. If if I've got to run with me socks on, you know, even if it's on me fat on my face, I'll still run with my socks on. Do you know what I mean? It will, <laughs> it will just be like you know, put yourself into that yeah, situation to get That's the real. How many of the Hollyoaks? Because obviously Hollyoaks is renowned for having you know, it's always a scene starting with someone coming out of a shower, walking downstairs, their top off. <laughs> Have you had loads of those scenes or have you managed to escape them? No, I haven't had one of them scenes yet. Haven't you? Oh my no, God. No, I haven't. I've, I've escaped. I've escaped. Wow. But, um, you know, let's not, let's not, let's not yeah. jinx it. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's yeah, on the now, way. Now it's going to be a massive outcry for it now, mate. Um, <laughs> and what about, um, we were saying about single camera. I mean, you did a kid's show before Hollyoaks, didn't you? Was that yeah. the same? Was that single camera? I mean, that was you, single you, camera as well. Yeah. Oh, so you haven't worked multi-camera yet? I haven't really. No, not really. I've done, you know, a couple of courses multi-cam, but yeah, I haven't. I haven't really worked multi-camera. Now, I... now and again, they get multi-cam in Hollywood. You know, they do do two cameras now and again, but very rarely. 
because I always think as an actor, and I've had this a few times with single camera, see, multi-camera, you know, you've got everyone, I suppose, performs. You know, there's a thing on single camera, I think, that I've had actors before that say you've done their shot first and then you do two other people's shots and then the actor's like, oh, you know what? I played it much better then than <laughs> I did when the camera was on me. And you're like, well, I can't yeah. keep that again for everyone. But have you had that where you're like, oh, because it, 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 you know I mean? you've got time to think about it, process it, I suppose, more when you're doing other people's shots. You're like, oh, God, I should have played it like that. All the time. All the time I get that. All the time. I, I do a shot and I think, oh, I should have done that then. <laughs> but then again, I think, you know, like you say you just you gotta just trust yeah everyone yeah yeah. no yeah exactly i mean to be honest i've been in a position where i would be like oh god shit he was better then but you can't (laughs) you can't you can't um i mean i always direct going if it moves me or whatever i know when it's right do you know what i mean but then exactly some things um because i'm sure you work with actors as well well like you said you prepare at home and then suddenly the other actor will play it totally differently and you're like thrown off but like it can be amazing it can be amazing because at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, that classic cliche action reaction. You know, you just react to what people are saying to you. And that's how you just get the the, the most real response. You just listen to what they're saying and, and yeah, however totally. they say it. I've always said some people, you could play a whole scene on their reactions. Do you know what I mean? Because it's totally, yeah. I always say to new actors, don't always, because some actors would only perform like if they knew especially on multi that the red light was on them. And you're like, wow, that's a really weird, weird way of working because you should always be acting yeah. the scene. 100%. But okay, so what's coming up in, I mean, obviously not like imminently, but what's what can you see the future holding for Sid? Obviously it's a character that mm. I think of ages. There's so much there to do with him. There is, yeah, there's so many routes that they could take. To be honest with you, <laughs> everyone wants some happiness for him, but yeah, I, really, yeah. I really don't. You don't. <laughs> I just think, you know, this is the perfect character to take down that. You know, they did it last year with Darren's mental health, but not so much mental health, but, you know, he's just lost his leg. He's, he's, the the girl that he's in love with is in love with his stepsister, living in the same house as them. Uh, He's lost his dad. He's lost his mum. He's lost his cousin. I just think, you know, it's the perfect character to just mentally and fit and physically, you know, physically just to kind to of go, go, anywhere with, yeah. go down the hill. I mean, anyone, it may, he's a character that makes anyone feel good about themselves as well. Yeah. To deal with. So what's it like filming the leg? Cause that's obviously a, a tricky thing to do all round. Is that, is that throwing up a whole new, you know, that must limit how you do stuff now. Yeah, it does limit how I do almost everything but you know I think like you said earlier it gives me that that extra extra thing to play kind of like that feather in the hat it just is something that is the character you know you have to figure it out and you know it gives you that extra layer because otherwise you as you know you can get too comfortable playing a character in a soap you know you play every day all day every day and it can get really comfortable and it can almost become exactly a replica of yourself so yeah to have a layer where I've, you know, I haven't got a leg and, and my mobility's not like it was and I've got to think about turning and getting up and can I do this can I do that it, I, I I love it <laughs> yeah no it's brilliant I mean I think a lot of younger people especially because I always say that um so especially the you know the other three you know not many people especially a lot of younger acts I've worked with in so want to leave within a year and go to Hollywood do you know what I mean and I'm always yeah. like 
Soap is amazing because you get to play, you know, there's no other role that you get to play that many stories within that amount exactly. of time. So do you plan to stay, you know, have you got, I mean, everyone's got aspirations, but I think actually you're in a brilliant place. Do you know what I mean? So are you planning to stay for a while? Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know what the future holds really. And, you know, I'd love, um, wouldn't we all, I'd love to go off to Hollywood. I'd love to, you know, go to Netflix and, and to this and to that. Yeah. And, you know, but I think you've got to enjoy the process. Otherwise, you know, there's you, there's no there's no process. You've got to enjoy what you're doing. Otherwise, what's the point of getting to the you know, to the top? Yeah, so I just enjoy. It. You made enjoy. a good character, then you can always just make sure you don't get killed off if you go. Then <laughs> yeah, great to come back. I'm going in a taxi so I can come back. Yeah, yeah, going <laughs> in. A, well, going in a taxi is a bit rubbish because I think then that means you're a bit of a rubbish character. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna go in a taxi. Let's talk about you. So you were born. Oh, this is uh, you're going to hate me for this in a second. You're born in 2000, which I hate you for. Uh, oh, man, Jesus, in Bishop Stortford in Hertfordshire. Oh, wow. um, and so I came up with a couple of. Now you will never know the answers. So you just guess. I came up with a couple <laughs> of uh, questions about Bishop Stortford. Let's do it. I actually I so love in, it. In 1060, 1060, William Bishop of London bought St- uh, Stortford Manor and the estate for how much? I mean, you just randomly guess. In 1060. £100. No, £8. £8? Yeah. What a bargain. What a bargain. I mean, we are That's talking about it probably was a fortune, but I was yeah, like, oh, I, was gonna, that, I, I kind of went low, but I didn't expect it to be that low. I know. And then, so this is uh, a multiple choice because I thought you'd never get this. I don't actually know what the uh, what this answer means. Anyway, in 1801, <laughs> what was the main industry? Was it iron, coal or malting? Coal. No, it was malting. Which oh, I don't know what that is. What is malting? I don't know what malting is. So uh, answer on I'm not a very good Bishop Stortford citizen, am I? No, well, no, I mean, but you wouldn't know that. I mean, that's, that's actually just quite fun. But, um, okay, so in 1060, when he bought that house for eight quid, uh, the population <laughs> was 120 people. What's the population now? Uh, is it 14,500, something like that? No, 38,000. Oh, wow, I've been away far too long. You've been away far too I've long. 20,000 people moved in since you were there. Yeah. What's happened? <laughs> what has Do you happened? know where that estate is? Do you know where that is, Stortford Manor? To be honest, no, I don't. I, I there's a few manners in Stortford, but um, it's the place I, it's place I recognize the name of, but I don't think I've ever been there. But um, anyway, so did you? I mean, I've read that you got you saw Billy Elliot and that gave you the acting bug, yeah. That was, um, yeah, was that the great. best then? Like, was that the big first production? That 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 was that was my that was what you know put it all into place. I mean, it was crazy because. <laughs> My story is kind of like Billy Elliot's story, you know. I I come from like quite a big sports family. Everyone in my family loves sports. I loved sports when growing up, and I still love sports now. So I loved my um, my cricket and my rugby mostly. And went to see Billy Elliot, and uh, turned to my mum and said, oh, "I really want to do this." Signed up on the way out, you know. Went for a, learned how to dance, learned how to act, tried to learn how to sing. Don't know how well that went, um, <laughs> and then got you know right down to the end uh didn't get Billy Elliot unfortunately but got Goodnight Mr Tom and it was just kind of a, a, a toss up between the both and 
you know, to start with, my my granddad was a bit, you know, mm, I don't know about doing that. And my dad was like, oh, you're really good at your rugby, you're really good at your cricket. But, you know, eventually when they came and saw me, it's kind of like that moment when they came and, you know. When saw Billy Elliot. Yeah, he comes and, and watches Billy in uh, Swan Lake, is it? And it's kind of like it all was like, you know, right, you made, made the right decision. I always think it must be quite hard. A sport, I mean, you can't get the opposite of sport, especially the mindset, I suppose. That must be quite hard in a family of sports. Um, yeah. And say you want to be an actor, because obviously, I mean, partly as well, because everyone looks down at it, which is true, because it's a really hard profession. Because it's 100%, like... 100%. And it, it is hard. You know, I come from playing rugby and you've got, you know, big lads and, you know, playing cricket. You know, I come from an all-boys school as well. And you finish going to rugby and you're like, I'm just off my tablet. Yeah. I'm just going, you know, to tap my uh, tap yeah. heart out. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was hard. And, you know, I, I, I was going to get some stick. I did get some stick. Uh, you know, what do you expect when you go to an all-boys school, you know, and yeah, you yeah, play yeah. all these sports? Now they're like, like oh, my God, he's in bloody Hollyoaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, it. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things, I guess. And so, yeah, because you continued, so you didn't really – as I said, you did you, uh, you did cricket and rugby till you were 18. The first role you took, I mean, amazing, like, roles that you took. First of all, you, like you said, well, your first role I've got was playing the Lost Boy in Peter Pan. Is that right? Yeah, that was like, a, uh, you know, I didn't get, um, that was just kind of, you know, something. Who's the Lost, get, which was the Lost Boy in Peter Pan? Oh, you, you know, you know, what is it called? You know Peter and he's got all his little boys. Yeah. And he's lost boys oh, and yes, I know. Yeah, no, know, so run around yeah, yeah, and just yeah. mischievous. You know, that was my first That's a good part, yeah. role. You know, it was, and it so was, was that, was that a big 11. professional theatre or was that local? Or? It was, it was, you know, considered as a professional production, but it was just down the road at this place called Harlow Playhouse. And it was, I think, you know, 800 seats, maybe. I'm oh, wow. Probably, no, I'm probably right, yeah. completely out of the blue, but it, maybe that rings a bell. But, you know, it was a nice part just to get me on the stage in front of all these people thinking, right, okay, cool. That's the first step. And then it was, you know, and then it was just building up from that, which took me to, to good night, Mr. Tom and to kill a mockingbird. So I felt a lot more, it, it set the foundations to be a lot more comfortable on stage in front of a big audience in London. Yeah, because it's a whole different thing, obviously, theatre. And I think what's brilliant is, you know, a lot of the big stars have started. Because I think theatre, there's nowhere better to start. Do you know what I mean? No way better. Up, because I think the great thing about theatre is you get, um, which you don't get at telly, is the instant reaction. And, like, I've directed exactly. only one play now. But you know when things are going right. on. The, you know, like, you when you get the laughs, you get the laughs. And then if you don't... Yeah, you, you get can... that vibe almost. You get that atmosphere. But you went, I mean, you, could go, you did Goodnight Mr. Tom and Zach in the West End. Which, I mean, straight into the West End, incredible. Do you know what I mean? People dream of that for years. Yeah. What was it like? I mean, it must have been magical, Gay. I always think, you know, it's one of the reasons I would still want to be an actor, just to go into West End. Do you know I mean, to go to that theatre every night and be in it. Well, so you were how old then? You were? I think I was 12. Wow. So did you do like the sharing thing where you... Yeah, we on... did the sharing thing because obviously, you know, with, with kids under 16, it's I think it's legally you have to have uh, three rotations. Yeah. yeah. But it was honestly the craziest experience of my whole entire life. That As soon as I did stepped on that West End stage, I just said to myself, yeah, I am not dying in life until <laughs> I re- to reach the top of this profession because I love it. I just yeah. loved it. And did you, like, what was, I mean, the, the, have, performing in front of a big audience, did you find it, do you find it nerve-wracking or is it kind of, did you blank it out? Yeah, I, I remember, 
I don't know how I would be nowadays. I think I'd, I'd, you know, I'd hope I'd be all right. But I remember that first time I was about to go on stage, good night, Mr. Tom. I had a a chaperone called Phil, lovely man, lovely, lovely guy, Phil and Keith. And I about to go on stage for my first, I think it was, you know what? I think it might have been press night. I went on and I looked to Phil just before I went on. I said, I've forgotten all my lines. <laughs> I, I I have not got it. He was like, what's your first line? And I just couldn't. I just went, my mind just went vroom. Black hole, yeah. Exactly. You know what? I, all actors say that happens. Nina Wadia said in EastEnders, she had a day on EastEnders where literally just everything went and it's like the most thing ever. But you got the, did you get the lines when you went he on? He just said to me, he said, look, mate, you go on and as soon as you it, it turns to you, I promise you it will all come back to you. And I oh, said, I hope you're right. And I went, yeah, on thank and, God. Otherwise then, your West End stage career might have been quite exactly. short lived. Oh, that would have been an absolute tragedy. But yeah, no, it all came back to me and it was, you know, one of the best nights of my life. Well, I think a good, brilliant way to start as well, because I think actually not to make you feel bad, but I, I think the pressure becomes more when you become a name, because then people are coming yeah. to see you. And, you exactly. know, like if you're an unknown in theatre, people come away going, oh, that guy was brilliant who plays that part. Because I'm guessing TV people came and saw you, did they? Casting directors. I mean, I, I to be honest. I'm I, sure probably that's why you were seen for EastEnders, because I know the casting people there, like Rowley and stuff, they're always at the theatre and getting people in they've seen, so I bet they did. Yeah, maybe. I, I, to be honest with you, I, I'm not really too sure. It was I was at that age where I just did it, and I'm still at that age, obviously. But I just did it because I was just loved doing it. You know, I, I didn't really care about anything apart from just go on and just no, you don't, have yeah, a bit of fun. Who's watching? And then you also did a touring production of To Kill a Mockingbird, and again, yeah. experience life on the road because touring. You know, my actor mates now who you mm. be actors you know you're still going on the road is like a totally different experience because you're away from oh, family and you're in digs every week yeah it was it, oh. so we did a tour of goodnight mr tom but it was only four i only did four weeks so it was a short one goodnight mr tom so it was just a short little tour did four weeks um and then the tequila mockingbird was i think i did 11 weeks so okay. it was a complete it kind of set me up for you know, a bigger tour, but it was just crazy. It just gave me the chance to go around all the theatres in, in the UK and just, you know, experience what it's like to be on the road, to, to work, you know, with different audiences. You know, you, you, you do see, it's crazy, but you do get different audiences yeah. in different towns. You know, they find th- things funny and, and maybe people in Liverpool find things less funny. And it, and, it, and it is, yeah, it's a weird one, but it was one experience. The good thing is it shows you where you don't want to go back to ever again. <laughs> <laughs> it does yeah it does. i did a travel show i was like right i don't want to come here again right and never I've, been paid, again. I've been paid to go there so it's quite good yeah, <laughs> yeah it is it was uh it was great i'm really really lucky to be fair because the two uh western theater productions that i did do were were really nice and then yeah. we ended up at the was it, uh the barbican oh wow London, which was uh honestly and for some reason uh, everyone was saying oh the barbican i can't believe you're performing at the barbican that's crazy da, 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 da. I mean, I was most, I was, I was so happy about the, the doors. I love the doors in the Barbican. You know where <laughs> they just. You know what? I've never been and I've just booked oh. tickets to go and see uh, a show this year. Cause yes. uh, um, I don't know whether you've ever watched Will and Grace. I, I haven't, no. Oh no, you're too young. Oh, so annoying. <laughs> yeah. anyway, American sitcom and one of the, one of the lead actors is doing um, Anything Goes There. So yeah, so my really? first time going to the Barbican. So I can't Have wait. a look at the doors. 
on the lower, the door. yeah, on the on. Oh, honestly, it's is like every door, or is there a specific door? I don't, it's it's on the it's on the ground, like, right on the floor, on the uh, on the stalls, and for some reason, like they open and then they just conceal, and it's just like a wall. You wouldn't realize that there are doors. Oh, wow, okay, but for some reason, that's my most. That was what I was most excited <laughs> about. <laughs> Good yeah. doors. Yeah, so if the theatre has good doors, Hollyoaks, you see, has it. So going back to Hollyoaks, because the set is weird, isn't it? Because when I, you know, Emma Dale's got a purpose-built village. Yeah, Hollyoaks has, but it's like kind of like you're in an office building stroke school. Yeah. It's a yeah. weird place, isn't it? Like, it's, it's amazing because you don't know where <laughs> the set's everywhere. You don't know I, where the next turn's going to take Yeah, you. it's so lost. <laughs> I used to be like, like the McQueen's house. I was like, where the hell is that? <laughs> um, yeah. And I remember it being cold because all the sets are quite cold as well, aren't oh, they? they like, are. Oh, it's so life, but it gets lit. But you're, because obviously as a director, you go in camera script, like in the evening and whatever. And it, yeah, I used to be quite creeped out by that book because originally Brookside was there, I think, as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think Brookside was there just before. Which was the original thing. So um, you also did Nickelodeon series called Shush, which I have to admit, obviously, I've not watched. No, it's on uh, my it was, radar, but yeah, that was really good. Right? It was, you know, it was. I hadn't like obviously you can see I hadn't really done much TV or film at all really before um, before Shush and did a lot of theatre. So it was it was just kind of a nice thing that I could. I get my teeth sunk, sunk into Nickelodeon's massive as well, isn't it? Yeah, so. so it was nice. It wasn't massive that I was throwing myself in the deep end. It it was, you know, aimed at a, a younger audience, so I could have a bit more fun with it, and you know, I wasn't going to get criticised on whatever I do. And it was, and it was for all all walks of life because there was no there was no speaking in it, so it was just oh, right. Okay, it was almost like a Mr Bean comedy kind of thing. So it was, you know, for for any anyone. Anyone in the world, anyone could watch it. And basically, any viewers who are like going, I love Sid, but actually it's so dark, just turn on Shush. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm a lot more of a happy character in that one, I'll tell you. There we go. Right. So, everyone, you got to download Shush from Nick Logan. <laughs> well, mate, it's been amazing to have you on. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. I really do, really do appreciate it. Oh, no. And uh, yeah, you're just doing a brilliant job. So yeah, continue. And obviously, we will at some point meet and have a drink. Yeah, let's do it. Overdue. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, thanks very much. Take care of yourself, Lee. Thank you very much. See you later. Thanks so much to Billy for being part of season two of Soap from the Box. Remember, there are two episodes every Sunday this season. The other one this week is with national treasure Sue Johnston, and it's one you cannot afford to miss. And coming midweek is a very special episode for you, where Catherine Tilsley takes over the podcast and interviews me. So, I mean, you might not want to listen to that, but have a listen if you want to. Catch up with me all week on social media at Soap from the Box on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and YouTube. And I would like to thank David and Eileen Stevens and the Bothy for all their edit and technical wizardry, and to Ian McCullum for all of his press help. I will see you next week. Bye.